Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Corlbeck, and it is late. It's after Monday Night Football. The Steelers just beat the Browns in a wildly that was a game. game. Yeah, long, sad. I mean, we're here because Nick Chubb got hurt. But frankly, at this point, like that game went four hours. It feels long ago at this point. Like that was brutal to watch <laughs> through and through. Craig, how are you feeling? Uh, I mean, look, I'm thrilled they won. They eked it out. The defense was incredible. I mean, an all-time Pittsburgh defensive performance, two touchdowns, what was it, five or six sacks. I mean, they had more points than the offense. It was incredible. But this was a four-hour war. There was like eight guys who got hurt in this game. Minka Fitzpatrick got hurt. Nick Chubb obviously got hurt. Like, so many guys went down. It was was brutal. The same about AFC North football where (laughs) you're like, yeah, football. I don't know. Maybe it shouldn't be a sport. Maybe. <laughs> right. like, maybe we should not be doing this anymore. I, I'm kind of workshopping something. What if football games were just two quarters? I don't know <laughs> if the humans are meant to do it for, for for four hours. Make it two, maybe. Cut it in half. I'm okay with that. My brother's a good take that golf doesn't need to be 18 holes because 13 is plenty. And football, you know, 40 minutes? I mean, we got I'd be okay we were at, two hour football like game. hour three. And I looked up and there was like 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. This game is, this still has like a quarter of the game left. And dudes are just teeing off on Kenny Pickett. Uh, it was insane. We, we got to get to Nick Chubb. This is really depressing. I feel like Brutal. Nick Chubb, everyone likes yeah. Nick Chubb. Even Steelers fans, Steelers fans hate the Browns. I mean, I, I, obviously it was a horrific injury. And, and Steelers fans, as soon as they saw the replay, were chanting Nick Chubb's name when he got off of the cart. Just, yeah. I mean, again, Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs of the last decade, one of the best running backs I've seen in my lifetime. And it sucks. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, they didn't even show the replay. Uh, they showed it at the big board. You could see on the, you could hear on television, everyone gasp. Yeah. I've never heard anything like that before. I, and that they, was, yeah, this was the most surreal, I think like live game injury situation, other than of course, like the Mar Hamlin thing, which was very, very different, but it's his own category. They, yeah. they, they yeah. I don't remember honestly, like having a, a 
like a game where they just refuse to show the replay. Maybe I know. Like I don't think Burrow. I've ever seen like that. Joe Burrow, maybe I think they did the same thing, but like it's very, very rare that it, usually they're showing the re- the replay of the injury like seventeen times. Everyone's like, yeah. please for the love of God, stop fucking showing this. Uh, with Chubb, yeah, and then Heifetz, like you said, they you could hear the crowd all go, oh, like it, it was it was so it was just it made me sick immediately because I was like, I knew this is number one. That's just terrible for Nick Chubb. Number two, this is the second time he's had a massive, massive knee injury. Um, so man, I, you just feel for the guy totally gut wrenching. And yeah, it's just, man, t- very, very tough game. Did you, so I, I have friends who dropped the video in the group chat and I clicked on it. And I was like, Oh, of course you find the video on Twitter and it's, I mean, it's one of the worst five injuries I think I've ever seen. Ugh, I didn't watch it to be totally honest. I, I uh, you don't need to. Oh, it's 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 gruesome. It's horrific. You could me- it's like you have to measure it with like a protractor. Like it's mm. just I don't even. It's, it's so bad. It's so bad. I feel so bad. So for him. I, and it was really sad because it, you know people were like his career is over, and I was like, well, we don't know that. I'm like, but like the Nick Chubb that we think of being Nick Chubb is done, and that's so sad to think about because mm-hmm. it's just these. And honestly, that's why all these running backs want more money, and that's. What sucks is it's also why teams aren't going to pay them. It's the same thing. Like the Austin Eckler's hurt right now. Saquon's hurt right now. And Nick Chubb just gone, like just vanished. It's it's just so, so sad. So um, we're just, again, fantasy football. We're the Tim Robinson sketch of just like player gets hurt. And we're like, got to figure out how to make money on this. Waivers. And I know. We, yeah, we talked grotesque. about like how, how do we even approach this? Uh, obviously, we have to say that because this is the waivers episode. Like now this obviously makes Jerome Ford... The guy that you yeah, have to luckily go get. it's pretty obvious. Jerome yeah. Ford becomes the number one ad uh, on your waivers. I would say, right? He's the yeah. number one player probably yep. coming out of this week's waivers. Yeah, and just so everyone knows, the rest of the episode we recorded earlier today. So we recorded the everything you're going to hear after this um, segment before Monday Night Football. So obviously Nick Chubb hadn't gotten hurt. We hadn't yet gotten news that Saquon Barkley would confirm be out for a few weeks probably. So there's Matt Parita for the Giants, and then also the others. Monday Night Football game, which was Panthers Saints. God, these games sucked. The Panthers. Uh, happy to say, game I, like I didn't watch a second of that live. I, I only was, saw highlights of that game. It was kind of weird, and uh, and was, I think there was two highlights. So Jamal Williams got hurt, and then the Saints are already. You know, Kamara is suspended, and then Kendry Miller, the rookie out of TCU, Shadakai is hurt. So they had Jamal Williams, and then Tony Jones, who's been on and off that team for a few years, ended up getting a couple touchdowns. And then Taysom Hill had nine carries for like 75 yards. And Love he had that. the full tape. He went Love full Taysom, which is full Taysom <laughs> is a, a completion, a, a carry and a catch. And that's what Taysom Hill did. So I, I guess just the context to later in the episode is all these guys are live now. If you are in a deeper league and you like really need a tight end, sure, whatever. Add Taysom Hill if you really like. I think Kendra Miller. I think Kendra Miller is the ad. If I because there's multiple guys that could potentially be in play here. Like you said, Tony Jones is the guy who got the carries in this game. If it was me, because Kendra Miller was limited, he he had limited participant in practice. There was some indication that he was going to try and give it a go this week. It feels likely that he'll be ready to go, or more likely than not, that he'll be ready to go next week. So Kendra Miller would be the guy I go for here. But but you're right. Like there's multiple guys that could be affected here. Taysom Mills probably a good pickup for tight end. Honestly, at this point. Um, so obviously we'll wait and see what happens with Jamal Williams, but he left the game. He did not come back. So it, it looks like it's significant enough to miss time. And I want to shout out that Matt Breida for the Giants is a fine pickup, but I want to emphasize Jerome Ford is the guy. And a lot of people mm-hmm. were asking if you have like a free agent auction budget, how much you're 
dollars, DK. I don't know how you feel, but the answer is like get all of him, them. Just get yeah. Jerome, for, secure Jerome yeah. Ford at any cost, and it's just whatever cost you think you need to pay to acquire him. But I would say a, a significant amount, like over fifty percent, is totally reasonable. Maybe even more if you I would if do you're really wanting the whole thing. to go for it. Yeah. So you know, there's always a chance the Saints bring in a guy like Leonard Fournette or whoever. Sorry, not the Saints. The uh, the Browns, like Leonard Fournette or whoever is still out there because there's multiple veteran running backs that are still out there. But at Jonathan the same time, Taylor. Yeah. And then they could maybe potentially trade for Jonathan Taylor. There's there's multiple things here that could kind of derail the Jerome Ford thing. I think but Jerome day, Ford looks is, good. Yeah. And he, he looks incredible. Play. He reversed the he reversed field and had like a 70 something yard run. And he like yeah. got tackled down at the one yard line. He had 16 carries for 106 yards. Yeah. So he's probably the guy. And Kai, Kai mentions that Chubb is officially out for the season, which I think everybody assumed, but now it's official. Yeah, so it just sucks that Nick Chubb is here. It's absolutely brutal. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk about other running backs you can add if you need to replace him later in the episode. Pickens, though. <laughs> Pickens, Pickens looked awesome. Yeah. All right, on that note, let's get to the rest of the show. We are going through our must-add players entering week three, and here's how it works. We're going position by position. We're going to each give our top pick at each position of players on waivers, like 40-ish percent in ESPN or Yahoo. But like real waivers, we each only get one of them. So we're going to break the ties with trivia. I promise you it's not that complicated. You'll figure it out as we go. If you're listening, you can email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Emails trivia questions. They have to end at a number. Emails fantasy courts. Emails whatever's on your mind, whatever musical stuff we talk about at the end. Do whatever you want. Last week... We recommended Kyron Williams from the Rams, Zach Moss from the Colts, Josh Kelly from the Chargers, Justice Hill from the Ravens. Josh Kelly did nothing. Justice Hill was fine. Zach Moss and Kyron Williams (laughs) were like two top five running backs. So we're like a human random number generators. So, you know, you can take our advice. Sometimes it works. Yeah. Yeah. So with all that said, and with the massive caveat that there's two Monday night football games tonight, and we're recording this Monday and injury stuff always comes out. So check for injury information between now and then. And for updates on all these players, DK, as of right now at Monday at 421 Eastern mm, yes. on Monday, who is your number one running back that you would want to add entering week three? I'm going with Zach Moss from the Colts once again. He is rostered on 29% of ESPN League. So if you're on ESPN, you have to go get him now. Yeah, I have Zach Moss as my guy too. What about you, Craig? Same. He's like McCaffrey now. He played all but one snap in week two. I mean, this guy's <laughs> as, as big of a bell cow as you could get. Craig, what literally- is with that? The, no, no other running back on the team even got a snap. So they just did it's, one snap without a running back. The only people who like played all but one or two snaps this week are basically Christian McCaffrey, Saquon and Zach Moss. Like <laughs> how desperate they must have been for yeah. anyone else to play running back. OK, let's do a trivia tie break, a little trivia showdown time for yeah. Zach Moss. And then we'll get to what else you should do if he's not there. But Craig, please. All right. What a week. It is the Zach Moss. Showdown time. That was that got a little spooky there. <laughs> that was, yeah, was like, it's fall, October, you know, yeah. it's like getting closer to yeah, Halloween. Halloween's Halloween's a month away. <laughs> yeah. They, br- they bring pumpkin spice back in like late August now. And I'm like, uh, it's ridiculous. I, I Dude, there were Halloween decorations in August at like a Target. And that pissed oh, yeah. me off. It's I think September I 1, you out. need to wait. Post Labor Day. You have to wait post Labor Day for Halloween. I think the Halloween stuff is they it's just an excuse. They want to start selling the candy and the decorations are just there. Of course. Do you, you, know. you know what? We should probably talk about football. We'll talk about this later. Okay. Anyway, trivia okay. question sure, from sure. Sean. 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 In honor of Craig bringing back the debutante ball, 
Hmm. The Greenland shark is the longest living vertebrae. We've talked about this. It lives like hundreds and hundreds of years. At what age mm-hmm. does the Greenland shark reach, quote, maturity? <laughs> so what age does, does the Greenland, Greenland shark, shark hit puberty? The Greenland shark, <laughs> which can live to like 300 years old, at what age is it sexually mature? <laughs> or maturity, actually. Okay. I don't know if those are the same thing. Wait, can we look up? Can we know how long the shark lives? Is that allowed? No. In the discovery process? No. I think that's no. fair. Okay. No, the, I think that's okay. It's What's like 400 years. Okay. He's just guessing. Mm-hmm. The, it ages. It's like it lives at least 250. They may live over 500. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They might live 400 years. By the way, can I suggest something live on air? Can I suggest an edit for the show? I don't want to do the texting anymore. I think it. What? I think it's worse. I think it sucks the energy out of things. I think we should say it at the fine. same time. <laughs> All right. I agree. Okay. okay. Nobody wants to hear people group text. Okay. So I I have an answer. I do too. Um, All right. God, I don't know. Okay, sure. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. One. 30. One year. You say one? Yeah. What? What kind of guess is that? I like that. that. I like that. You know what I've, you know what I've learned? I think we're on year three of Showdown Time. I have learned to not make fun of anyone's guesses because all of these (laughs) trivia questions are so ridiculous that half the time, the person with the most ridiculous answer is usually correct. Right. So I I said 30. Hyphen said 80. DK said one. So mm-hmm. you're saying they come out the womb, like like, and they just he's just mature after like one year. Year old shark? Correct, correct. <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. All right. Well, well the answer is um, 150 years. Old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's ridiculous. Wow, man. <laughs> so I was wrong about that. Yeah, one. So, wrong. Wow, 150. Uh, so almost like. Maybe sometimes more than halfway through its life. That that's no way to live. I think a quarter of it, a quarter of its life. <laughs> that kind of tracks, way. doesn't it? Yeah, but when you're young well, no, and if they, carefree, if they, if they live to two fifty, three hundred, and it's, it happens at one fifty, that's over half your life or halfway through your life. I don't buy it. Yeah, that's a dying word. I don't know. I mean, we go through puberty at like fourteen, and we live to eighty, yeah, and these things get it at one fifty like, and die at two seventy. We're, we're supposed to die at like forty, aren't we? We just like, I don't think we're, I don't think so. I think we're supposed to live longer. We just keep eating Doritos. <laughs> no free ads. Okay. Sorry, right, I get yeah. Zach Moss. You two can fight for scraps. All right, Craig, you're uh, clearly closer. Who's closer? So DK's, DK, Craig should get like three picks in a row because of how far he goes off. I, DK, for the record, I don't, I don't think your, your guess was, was out of line or, or you, embarrassing Craig. in any way. I, I appreciate that. So yeah. wait, to be abundantly clear, Ky- just to be clear, Kyron Williams and guys like the Rams, like those guys are above the roster threshold. We would take those guys next, yes, but we're yes. not counting them. So among guys who are under 40%, Craig can pick. So I, I think, so both the, the Ravens guys, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards are on the board here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say a couple other interesting ones. I'm probably going to take a Raven. What's tough here is that Gus Edwards had the better fantasy day, yes. but Justice Hill Kind of got more work. He outsnapped Edwards by 11 snaps. He was the main goal line guy, the main two minute guy, the main third, the main third down guy. Basically, Gus Edwards got the one inside the five carry and turned it into a touchdown. So I guess I'm going to go with Justice Hill. I guess I'll take Justice Hill on the Ravens. They're playing the Colts next week. Yeah, that's how I would have ranked it too. In fact, I think I saw that Justice Hill had a carry right before Gus Edwards did, and he didn't get in. And then Gus Edwards came in and took and basically sniped uh, the touchdown. So. Craig, you're taking essentially Justice Hill and or Gus Edwards. And I want to go from there. Man, there's just a number of guys that I think are kind of like on the same plane. I guess I'm going to say Tajay Spears for the Titans. There's probably like Mm. four or five different guys here 
that I would pick from. But basically, Tajay Spears, um, he's gotten quite a bit of snaps. He it hasn't really translated into a ton of touches yet, but I think as the year goes on, we could see them start to uh, incorporate him more. It's like they've been using both Tajay Spears and Derrick Henry in the game at the same time. Um, he's definitely running a lot of routes. He's gotten their most of their third down work. So I guess I'm going to go with Tajay Spears, but there's quite a few other players too that I'd add to the list. Can we have the Can we have the Saquon conversation? Can we have the yeah, the yeah. the Eric Gray, Matt Breida? I think the overarching theme of this week is that unless you need a running back, there's Zach Moss and there's a lot of flotsam. Like last week, there was like real flotsam. like Kyron Williams, just the starting running back for the Rams. Like Zach Moss will be the starting running back for the Colts, and now he is. Like there was real opportunity, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. But otherwise, I think we're looking at this week. It's like a lot of short term guys, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know how much short term need there is. There's you don't have bye weeks, right? Like yet. And the injuries that have happened are Saquon Barkley for the Giants and David Montgomery for the Lions. Like there aren't like those aren't going to even last probably to week five, knock on wood. So the Giants, it's like Saquon has this ankle injury. We don't know if it's high or low ankle, but it seems like Saquon has this low ankle injury, which isn't as bad as a high ankle. So I feel like it's not particularly complicated. Saquon is probably not going to play on Thursday night football against the 49ers because it's an ankle sprain. Why, why play him three days later? But then he gets 11 days to rest up to play the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. He'll probably be back for that game. So unless you have Saquon and you don't have is making a lot of proclamations right now about Saquon's health. (laughs) Am I? I, You're you're hexing him again. So, All right, probably. But my point being, so Eric, we were just talking about Zach Moss. Saquon didn't come off the field. There were two snaps. There's Eric Mm -hmm. Gray and there's Matt Breida. Matt Breida played two snaps. Matt Breida is like a 28-year-old scat back speed guy who's 28 now and really just a wily veteran. Eric Gray's a fifth round rookie out of Oklahoma who I really, really like. He's, but he's like their kick returner and he, they don't play. And so if the giants offense, the whole thing with Saquon is he's on the field all the time. The offense is like running through him. These guys aren't going to get that treatment. Matt Breed is going to get some passing down work. I don't think Matt Breed has had double digit carries in two or three years. Eric Gray is a rookie who basically doesn't play. And so I don't want any of these guys. And it's especially yeah. when you factor in that, I hope that Saquon's a short-term injury unless you were at like capital D desperate, I don't think you want the giants. I'd actually rather have the Lions situation with Craig Reynolds where David Montgomery's out a couple weeks. And I actually think Craig Reynolds will step in and immediately get double digit carries. And it'll be really annoying because Jameer Gibbs won't play as much as you'd want. Craig Reynolds will be there. He's probably a better bet, but unless you like need a running back, I don't think any of these people will actually be relevant outside of Zach Moss Hill and Edwards. I don't think any of these guys are going to be relevant two or three weeks from now. The Yeah. If you're desperate, Eric Gray, Matt Breida, uh, Craig Reynolds are the guys that are like sort of the next men up and will get carries in theory. Um, but I would rather, honestly, if if you can use this week to kind of stash a guy, Roshan Johnson for the Bears. Yeah. He already has jumped uh, above Deontay Foreman in the pecking order in the Bears backfield. He's looked pretty good in the passing game. Like he's just a talented tackle breaking type guy. He could see his role grow. Like I mentioned, Tajay Spears, he's more of a stash at this time, but I think he's also worth adding. And so, yeah, this week is not super strong for running backs out of those top three. I think Spears is really good when DK, again, if you like need a running back, sure, like uh, Craig Reynolds. But in reality, I think Tajay right. Spears is really smart. I, I, I like that one a lot. So cool. Go get Zach Moss. Wide receiver, DK, give us your number one receiver ad entering week three. I am going with Tank Dell, the receiver hmm. for the Texans. For the Texans? Yeah. Craig? I didn't go with him. I went with Tutu Atwell for mm. the Rams. Yeah. You know, I'm between Tutu and another person. <laughs> And part Great. of me is like, do I just do the two two to do the trivia question? 
Yeah, for the content. Everybody do it for the content. For the listeners <laughs> at home, do it for America. And <laughs> that way I kind of want to lose. All right, I'll take 2-2 at will too, since he's a top 20 ah, player. But right. I just another person okay. I care about more. Craig, give us the 2-2 at will showdown time. All right. Can you believe we're here with 2-2 Atwell? Who was, he was so irrelevant. Uh, it is the 2-2 Atwell showdown time. Welcome to the club, 2-2. <laughs> is his name 2-2? What's his name? Uh, his, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good know. question. Uh, let's see. Maybe that should his be name the, is, the quiz. His name is Shatarius 2-2 Atwell. Oh, I knew that. Yes, I knew that. Okay. Cool Here's name. the question. This one is from David. Big Dave. What do you got? David. On your take purge in April before the draft, Heifetz referenced the fact that Dan Snyder bought the Washington football team in May 1999 for $800 million. Having sold the team for $6.05 billion, it seems like it was a good investment. Here's the question. If Dan Snyder had instead bought $800 million of Apple stock in May 1999, what would his investment be worth today? Ooh, this is a good $800 million in Apple stock in the 90s? Yeah. Wow. I mean, he'd, uh, he'd be the richest person to ever live, I would assume. <laughs> um, <laughs> What's Apple worth? Two trillion dollars? <laughs> um, <laughs> what is Apple stock trading at? <laughs> They're trading at like 200, uh, but there was a stock split, which totally messes with the math. Okay, oh, getting two in the um, weeds. Just throw out a number. All right, fine. All right, I, I totally know what that is. Three, two, one, go. $600 billion. billion. Dollars. <laughs> oh my god i, I actually have no idea far, who's right i love how far apart we are on every single no, six hundred no. billion dollars okay so the answer is holy shit okay oh my god craig he would have 200 billion oh my god 292 billion is that uh is that 192 billion i'm not good with numbers a lot of zeros he added all the zeros and i don't really know for sure i think that's billion. <laughs> great job D. how much crazy zeros <laughs> What? It's not two, usually 12 three. digits. Wow. Okay. So Craig gets two. Yeah, 192 oh my billion. God. Holy shit. So he I really, mean, this is a terrible investment. Also, wait. Also, wait. We're going to have people yelling at us that <laughs> Craig is relatively. That actually, I'm actually closer because I was 150 billion off or so and Craig was like four. But no, Craig got the order. Craig's closer. No, no, no. You're closer. You should get it. Yeah. But am I? I mean, you did the thing again where you made fun of me for. The ridiculous answer, but no, I, I think you should get it. All right, fine. Okay, so Heifetz gets two, two. I get two, two at will. Uh, Craig, I kind of do don't even want him. Okay, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> $200 billion and you won't even take two, two at will? Two, 200. Two, 200 billion? Um, I mean, right, two, two at will is the, the 18th best wide receiver in fantasy football right now. Yeah. And he's got basically averaging 100 yards a game. And they're playing Cincinnati on Sunday Night Football. And look, this might be short-lived until Cooper Cup comes back. But Tutu is a real weapon in this offense and provides something that nobody else does right now. Like, he is the speed component. Yeah. Puka Nakua is not a fast player. That was like his one knock coming out of college. They have Van Jefferson, uh, Tyler Higby, not an explosive player. So, like, Tutu is their speed guy, and they're using him a lot. And if I put on my like first take talk show hat here, it's it's people forget, you know, Tutu, this man was a second round pick by Sean McVay in 2021 <laughs> coming out of Louisville. We all knew he had this in him. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not overthinking it. He was actually when you look at everything except for his weight, which is like 159 pounds. That's a very important key number. However, mm -hmm. if you looked at everything else besides his weight, like he was a pretty good prospect. His production in college was really good. You know, he was, he's a fast guy. 
he checks a lot of boxes in both athleticism and production. And, but everyone was just like, this guy can't possibly be good in the NFL because he's small. But then since he was drafted, we've seen a lot of very small guys come out and be pretty productive or at least be exciting in their, you know, requisite roles or whatever. And so, and, and by the way, my guy is in the exact same category. I was going like to say a super, <laughs> yeah. smooth, super, super small guy. That was just like one of the most productive players in college football last year. Tank, Tank Dell. Dell for the Texans who, uh, he in in week one he only played forty eight percent of the snaps and then this last week he came in and he actually led the team in in snap rate and had seven catches sixty two yards a touchdown I think he, I want to say he had another play that another touchdown that was called back for a penalty so he's clearly got a good connection with C J Stroud um, when they drafted him the re- I think I think Tank Dell was saying that C J Stroud convinced the team that they want he he wanted them to draft Tank Dell um, so it's like clear that they have a pretty good connection. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, I think just if you're trying to skate to where the puck is going, it feels like Tank Dell is going to have a pretty big role going forward. And by the way, this is a team so far that has run, I think, the second most plays per game of any team in the NFL. They're going to be trailing a lot. Um, CJ Stroud has looked really solid. So all these reasons together makes me like Tank Dell. But I also like the 2 2 one. He was my next highest ranked receiver. Yeah, speaking of of skating to where the puck is going, are the Texans just like a a, a get-in-while-you-can team? Like, are they Apple in the 90s right now where <laughs> you, we should be gobbling up all these wide receivers? Because if Stroud is actually legit good and they're down a lot because their defense sucks, this could be a, a gold mine. We could have $200 billion yeah. by the end of the year. <laughs> I think two $200 billion. No, I think you're right. Like, there is a Kirkland brand Lions like where last year it was like a Monron, all these, like the defense yeah. is terrible and they're just throwing all the time and Jared Goff was usable. There is something with Stroud where I, I think you're totally right. Like, Nico Collins, if you have him, is just like a scratch-off lottery yeah, he ticket looks that awesome. you won. Yeah. And I think Tank Dell is like that the same way. I think that's a really good point, Craig. That's why I I, I actually can do the thing. You, you ever see someone win on waivers, win a guy, and then just cut him for someone else? They change their mind? I'm going to do that right now. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Because I agree. I actually, I, I actually, I think I would take tank. I agree with everything you said to Craig about Tutu. I think the receivers are just stronger than the running backs. I, unless you need a running back, I'd actually take all these receivers over the guys outside of Zach Moss. But the other guy we haven't talked about yet, who I love is Josh Reynolds for the lions. This was a great call by you. Hi Fitz. He's a mere seven inches taller than your two people. No offense. <laughs> It's like 100 pounds heavier. He's a starting receiver on the Lions. I think this is going to go down as my unsexiest thing I've ever gotten right in my entire life. But like Josh Reynolds, do you? can you guys take a guess? Do you know where Josh Reynolds ranks among fantasy receivers through two weeks? Guess. He's probably 18th. Because he had two touchdowns last week. He's 10th. Oh, okay. He's literally behind Diggs and he's ahead of CeeDee Lamb. He's actually outscored Amon Ross St. Brown. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Like the reality is everyone's excited about Jameson Williams. He's the first round pick that took out Alabama. He was, you know, recovering last year um, from a knee injury. He's suspended for gambling the first six games. And it's like Josh Reynolds starting receiver for this team. And Josh Reynolds has started with four catches for 80 yards in week one. Then he had like against the Chiefs, two touchdowns this week. But here's the thing. Uh, Nate Jonke at Pro Football Focus had a great point, which was the Lions have the most favorable, the most favorable schedule for mm. wide receivers over the next six weeks, according to PFF's strength of schedule. And Jameis Williams is still out for the next four games of those six. Yeah. But then the next two, he's going to be eased through the offense anyway. So you right. have basically have that whole six week stretch with the most favorable streak. J- Josh Reynolds is starting. And then on top of it, Monroe St. Brown might've gotten hurt again. We're recording this Monday. So the value of Josh Reynolds could go way up or down, but Monroe St. Brown might have turf toe. We don't right. know. Like definitely check before you put on your waivers. But if Amon I thought they said he was cramping. Toe, I think Josh We'll see. I don't know. 
I think it's come out that he, he had to put like a, a special shoe in or, or insert into a shoe. It, it sounds like it's going to be turf toe. But we, again, we don't know for sure. That's that's what I don't understand. I don't know. It's Monday. I'm not going to pretend to know. But check it by the time you put it on Tuesday, because if Amon Ra's out, I think this is a no brainer that Josh Reynolds is first. And even if Amon Ra's fine, I still am like, I mean, damn, he's like the starting outside receiver on this Lions team. Like, so I like Josh Reynolds a lot. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be like weirdly, weirdly serviceable for the first half of the season. Yeah, I think that's a good one. High fits. He was my next guy on that list. Um, do you want to run through a couple other random guys that I think could be worth adding this week at the at the receiver position? If you if you like need someone to play, I think one of those three guys, you're going to get one of those three guys. I, w- I really wouldn't go like if you need to put someone in your lineup. I actually would. I think one of those three guys has to be there. Tinktel, yep. Reynolds or Atwell. Stash. I had two guys written around. I'm, I'm written down. I'm curious what you think. Marvin Mims for the Broncos, who had 113 yards and a touchdown, yeah. but he played six snaps. And I'm six like, this is just Devery Henderson. What are Remember we doing? Devery Henderson on those Saints teams? Oh, Sean yeah. Payton? Wow. What a comp. I'm like, is that yeah, just all they, Marvin Mims is going to be? No. I think he's a great stash if your team is really good right now and the rich can get richer if you just hold on to him and maybe by the end of the year he's something, but you're, yeah. you're probably not playing him next week. I like that one though. I like that one though, Hyphus, because like the guys in front of him, I literally have like never heard of. Brandon Johnson. Who is this guy? Actually, I've Craig's little, beloved little Jordan, Jordan Humphreys. Humphreys. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. It seems like he's at some point very soon going to leapfrog those guys and be like a bigger, bigger part of this offense. Um, so that one's a great one. I was going to say Devontae Parker for the Patriots, who he missed week one yeah. with a knee injury, um, but came in. He had six catches, 57 yards on eight targets. And most importantly, he was in for like 97%. No, sorry. He he played on all 71% of the team's offensive snaps. And he was the only guy to do that. Juju Smith-Schuster played on 60%. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, who was an, a good ad last week, only played on 51% of their snaps. Um, the, the Patriots are really rotating their receivers this year. And they've got like DeMario uh, Douglas coming in and, and he's like been sniping some guys for their snaps and everything like that. So the guy who's playing 100% of the snaps, like to me, there is some value there, especially with the way the Patriots offense has been playing. I think you're probably technically correct, but it's so unsexy. It's just sad. It is the most boring thing that you could imagine. I'm off the de- I'm, guys. I'd like to announce I'm off the Devonte Parker train. I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you you I were sold freaking my driving the train. Yeah. Well, now he's old and he's on the Pats, and I have no interest in him in the Mac Jones led offense. A couple other guys. We didn't mention Jaden right. Reed on the Packers, did we? No, not yet. He's another guy who is a rookie. Uh, had two touchdowns this week. Targeted on 33% of routes, looks good. Watson, Christian Watson, their their number one guy is out with a hamstring right now. Jaden Reed just like looks good and explosive. Another guy to keep an eye on. And one more who barely missed our threshold. He's 41% rostered. Mm. Kadarius Tony, my friends, <laughs> has a 38.5% target rate. That is the second best among all wide receivers in the NFL with more yes. than 20 routes. When this man's on the field, they throw to him. He ran 11 routes in week one, 15 in week two. They're, they're easing him in. But this guy's getting five, six touches a game already, and he's playing 15 snaps a game. Yeah. What's his fumble rate? Where does that rank? Yeah. He recovered. He did have a fumble. <laughs> Hearing Kadarius Tony as the second highest target rate, I feel like it's like, remember when Nutella was like, we're a healthy breakfast alternative? What's Andy Reid up to then? Why do we keep giving this guy the ball when he's on the field? I actually agree with you. I would not like put Kadarius Tony in my lineup at all. But I actually, if I was if I was going to stash a player and I'm like, my team's set and I'm going to keep someone just in case they're actually like a top 10 receiver for like two months from now, it would I, I would probably take Rashad Bateman from the Ravens first because Odell Beckham is hurt. 
Bateman's a first round receiver. He's recovering from a foot injury. And I'm kind of like, this is kind of guy we've given up on that. I'm like, he's really good. However, I agree that I would also stash Kadarius Tony. Like I, I, he's worth it. He shouldn't be on waivers. All right. And he if said someone it, cut he's him not Apple stock. I don't know what he is. Is he like Dogecoin? I don't know what he is. Is he Bitcoin? <laughs> Dogecoin. Yeah. Cause the joke was on you the whole time. That's pretty good. <laughs> but you can make a lot of money in a day if you time it right. <laughs> yeah. It was a meme. Yeah. I, I like that. Okay. So play two, two Josh at Reynolds tank Dell. Those guys are legit. And then Marvin Mims, Bateman, Kadarius, Tony. I like that. Well, except for Tony. Wow. Also Rashid Shahid, if he's out there again, all this is spending money at football. Like we'll see what happens. Rashid Shahid, um, Donovan and people's Jones. Like maybe those guys are terrible. Maybe they're great. We don't know what happens. So keep that in mind. Obviously Jonathan Mingle for the Panthers um, still to play. All right, let's get to tight ends here. But first we are supported by NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV. If you're a displaced fan, NFL Sunday ticket is an absolute must have. And now that it's on YouTube and YouTube TV, it's easier than ever to keep up with all your favorite teams on Sunday afternoon, since you can watch four preset games at once on multi-view. The games that I am really excited about this week, I don't know about you guys, the first one that I am like, wow, this is just fantastic. The Detroit Lions are playing the Atlanta Falcons, which is like I the can't coach wait. bowl. I mean, just grit, facial hair, Arthur Smith, Dan Campbell, coffee. <laughs> yeah, just like it, it's it's the ultimate like coach, like over coaching bowl, like guys who don't use their best players. Uh, Jameer Gibbs yeah, Kyle Pitts I can't wait I can't wait to have it on I also can't wait for Vikings Chargers it's the battle of the 0-2s it's the battle of two extremely good fantasy football teams that can't buy wins in real life so I I do believe that one of them has to win this game I think that's how that works so I'm excited I'm excited to watch that well technically there could be a tie the the team the game that I'm looking for is Broncos Dolphins I feel like the Dolphins are must watch TV every single week. Just the offense is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but I think also this Broncos team is very fascinating. Russell Wilson, what he's doing under Sean Payton. Like we don't, we can't really, we haven't really decided yet if he's good or not. Um, but I kind of just like, I can't take my eyes away from this team right now. And so I'm excited to see what the Broncos You're getting sucked back into the Russ against the Dolphins. I know I am. I kind of want to see Jordan Love against the Saints defense. Jordan Love's yeah. six passing touchdowns. I want to see him do it against the real defense. And I think yeah. the Saints will be the, the toughest one. So. See if it gets another three. All right. Thank you to NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV for sponsoring this segment. It truly is the best place to keep up with all your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games. And right now, you can get $50 off your subscription when you sign up at youtube.com slash ringer fantasy terms and blackout restrictions apply offer end September 19th. I had a wonderful time right. with YouTube TV last week. I'm not going to lie. I know the ad's over right now. Like I know like this isn't, isn't even going to be part of the ad, but. I had a great time with it. I loved the the fourth game on, on my big TV. I, I bought a big TV when I moved into my condo. I like was like really made the Flex. case to get yeah. a seventy incher, and I was like, it needs to be, and <laughs> it's paid off. It's great. I can see all nice. four games clearly. Having a TV now that's like clear enough and large enough, and then you, you use the multi view, and you just have the four games, and I'm, it's life changing. It's genuinely. I, it, I figured it out. Like, I, like for somebody, for us plebes with one television, like who aren't Bill Simmons, who can have like an entire room dedicated to watching football. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the one big TV with the four games, and then my laptop on Red Zone is, mm. I think, as good as you can as, as you can do. Yeah, every time Bill, that is the real flex. Every time Bill's like, "All right, well, the lower right TV," <laughs> and we're like, "All right, which yeah, which TV are we looking at?" Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, tight end. God, I know it's, it's bleak already. <laughs> DK, just 
bat us up. Who is the tight end that you would add entering week three? Uh, Take I'm us going out of back this morass. to the well. I'm taking Zach Ertz. You guys refuse to listen to me, but Zach Ertz from the Cardinals. I agree. I do refuse to listen to you. Um, I, I begrudgingly have him second. I, I oh. guess, I know this isn't even, this is real recency bias, but I'm taking Hunter Henry and, and I'm not, I don't have my yeah. heart in it. I think that's fine. I think that might, that would be my second choice. My heart's not in it though. Okay. I I also do Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz leads all tight ends and targets right now, which is shocking. He has a 30% that's target rate. <laughs> you know what's crazy is sometimes there are things where I'm like, I should have saw that coming. And sometimes Zach Ertz just, when was he even, when was he even returning from practice for this ACL injury? Dude, he did. They, I don't even know if he practiced in full before week one. He was like, we're not talking enough so about his injury recovery season. Yeah. It was so close. Like also, cause his wife was in, um, the World Cup. And so I was like, he's not even the most famous person in his own marriage this month in sports. So I'm like, who cares? And like, <laughs> he, he came back and again, like he came back from ACL and just immediately Josh Dobbs, it was so obvious in week one just that Josh him. Dobbs was like, every time he panicked, quantum leap Josh Dobbs, just like, oh my God, how did I get here? Just like, Zach, Zach Ertz. So, and it just remains that way. So Ertz leads, league, uh, leads tight ends and targets. I just, if he's there, like, that's it. Like he's getting the ball a lot. All we have to say. All right. Who I so today we've had the the Tutu Atwell showed on time. We've had the Zach Moss showed on time. And now we're about to have the Zach Ertz showdown time. What a what a depressing week two slate of waiver targets. <laughs> it's not no, this is not depressing. It gets it's gonna get way worse. Zach, Zach Moss, Moss is like a starting Tutu running Atwell. Back. I don't know, man. Tutu I think Atwell if you would have told me coming receiver. in. No, I know they're playing well, but just the name value, the brand value of these three names like a year ago were quite low. <laughs> we're quite low. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Stone Smart on the Chargers in like three weeks. So oh, fuck for Christ's sake. Damn straight. Yeah. Every Sunday night right. we will. Questions from from uh, John. 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 John asks, Milt Plum attended Penn State <laughs> University, as we all know. Yeah, we do. Where does Milt Plum's rank all where does Milt Plum rank all time in passing yards at Penn State? Oh my God. Milt. <laughs> Milt Plum. All right. I'm ready for my answer. Okay. Hi, Fitz. You ready? I'm trying to remember when we looked him up if he was good or not. I just read a lot about Milt Plum and Nobody in that era was good at throwing. Sorry to say. All right. Three, two, one. 10th. 90th. Wow. <laughs> God, we are all always polar opposites. Uh, DK. So wait, you said 10. Heifetz said 90th. DK is the winner. He was 38th. All right. Uh, but he threw wait, for he 675 total passing yards. How That's 38th all time. What the I don't hell? Know, John, where are you getting these numbers? <laughs> Let me There's Google no Penn correct. State all time. <laughs> Passing yards. Okay. In the non-modern era. I have it here. Single season yards. They've had 39 total quarterbacks in the history of Penn State. Oh, he's right. No, it's 30. Yeah, 38th is correct. I'm I'm there right now. That is correct. Yeah. How many total quarterbacks have there been? Uh, Well, Uh, on this list, it goes down to 135. 135. Holy shit. So that might just be people really who throw a pass, backs. though. Yeah. I think it's probably more yeah. like 80. It's starting to look so, around like, yeah, God, maybe even less than that. Maybe like people, 60 no, People have thrown more than 10 passes for Penn State is 64. Anyway, DK gets Zach Ertz. 
My God, Milt Plum failed me. All right. So I think the guys I'm between, again, Jawan Johnson for the Saints, depending what he does on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. I obviously factor that in. I am still between our guy, Luke Musgrave, for the Packers, who he's playing, he's a receiver, he's getting looks. It's There's upside there. He's a really good player. The other guy yeah. I like and I kind of think is going to blow up this week is actually Jake Ferguson for the Cowboys. I uh, like him. I like he, him. He's been very involved in the offense, even though the offense hasn't needed to do anything for the Cowboys. They just destroyed the Giants. The Cowboys had one drive against the Giants and then we're up 16 points because of the rain and special teams and defense. And then there's the Jets. It's like they didn't need to do much. They just were like, all right, we're going to score and run the ball out. And so, and he's uh, Jake Ferguson still caught a touchdown, but now the Cowboys are playing the Cardinals. And I don't think the Cardinals have defended a tight end since like, I don't know, five or six years. Like the Cardinals just cannot defend tight ends. Mm. And I feel like Jake Ferguson, we will like, He's a good player and he's has a role in this offense. And I think the Cowboys are going to have a top three offense this year. And he just hasn't really had to do anything yet. But I think Jake Ferguson's going to be one of those like few lottery tickets left. Not even a lottery ticket, but just there are a couple like boats off this island of tight end streaming. And I think Jake Ferguson's going to be one of those boats. So I would do Ertz Musgrave for Ferguson because otherwise you're going to be doing this all year. I like the Henry call too, Craig. Yeah, the the thing about Hunter Henry is I think he's the only tight end right now with 50 yards and a touchdown in each of the first two weeks, which is really sad. I think we yeah. call that the anti-pits. <laughs> um, the, the, base, the Pats have thrown a lot because of who they've played the last two weeks, and I don't know I, if that's going to keep up. He's run 85 routes, Hunter Henry, which is the second most at tight end. Um, so that, I don't know. I, I just don't know if that's going to continue. But right, right now, right. he seems to be a go-to guy. Also, I, I kind of think you should buy low on Chiga Conquo right now on Tennessee. I don't know what you guys think about that. We liked him so much coming in. And the whole the whole like knock on him was he didn't play a lot last year. He's playing way more this year. And the Titans just were a disaster in week one. And you know, they kind of actually put things together. Obviously, they beat the the Chargers in week two. But you know, Chig had four targets. He caught all of them 35 yards. DeAndre Hopkins is beat up. Like, I still think that he could be relevant in this offense and is is a buy low. I don't think we should just give up, give up on him just because of one bad week. I'm into it. I think it's true. I did see that he's he's going to start wearing rib protection because he hurt his ribs. Uh, but I a lot of rib injuries to start the season. Mm. A lot of hamstrings and ribs. Yeah, I think it's because we're soft snowflake generation. Yeah, I we do. don't stretch anymore these days. You know, the kids we're all just bench pressing, <laughs> plyometrics. You know, calisthenics. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply.
This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. That's tight end. Quarterback, we don't have to do showdown time, but dude, Jordan Love is the number two quarterback in fantasy football. That's cool. Yeah. Nice job, Heifetz. It's your guy. I will say I did not. I loved Jordan Love, I think, more than anyone. And I did not see this coming. We'll see. It's like reality check against the Saints. But if you did quarterback, add Jordan Love. I think he's like also mobile. Like we keep seeing Sam Howell's mobile. Jordan Love is mobile. I think he's going to have rushing touchdowns this year. He can move. Yeah, he's kind of sneaky fast. Uh, who do they got? Who, what defense are they facing this week? The Saints. I don't think I would like. You don't need to plug and play Jordan Love. I mean, maybe if you have Burrow, like, but. If Burrow doesn't play. Yeah, Jordan Love is a good option. Sam Howell for Washington. Matt Stafford, who Stafford. is tearing it up, and they've still had a lot of their touchdowns on the ground. But I would say Jordan Love, Stafford, one of those guys. But Jordan also Love is Stroud. a guy that I might hold. Yeah. Yeah, Stroud. Yeah. Yeah, Stroud. But realistically, you probably don't need a quarterback unless, unless you just have Joe Burrow. All right. Defenses. The Chiefs defense, man. The Chiefs defense, they're playing the Bears. They're probably out in your league. Justin Fields is a turnover machine. The Bears offense is broken. It's a very poorly designed. The, the whole thing's kind of sad. Steve Spignolo, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, is legit. The Chiefs defense is legit. I, this is a no-brainer. I would mm-hmm. just target the Bears. This is going to be tough. And then if they're not there, Chiefs the has been good this year too. against Carolina. I don't know. But yeah, the Chiefs team is really good. Yeah. The other one also, if you can't get that, if Joe Burrow's out, dude, the Rams defense, I don't know. Oh, against against Cincy, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. What's the the unserious group. Yeah. I mean, can you name the Bengals' backup quarterback right now? Jake Browning. Wow. Yes. Oh yeah. Can't say I've seen him play football in the NFL. Uh, by the way, I started the Giants' defense this week in fantasy. They got me negative one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice. They recorded no Bucks sacks. Defense, baby. No, no interceptions. Nothing. Just 28 hard-earned points. That's it. Last week in the show, plug the Bucks. High scoring defense of the week. All right, you guys want to do some emails? Yeah. Yes. All right, this is from Cameron. Cam. Cam. My friend had the 12th pick in our draft and really wanted Bijan Robinson. Unfortunately, Bijan was picked at oh, no. the 11th pick. But my friend did not notice. And he just saw B. Robinson was available and drafted him. He drafted Brian Robinson Jr. 12th (laughs) overall. We all make fun of him. My friend is undefeated and has the most points in our league. Yeah, the (laughs) RB3, baby. Love it. This is why fantasy fantasy is ridiculous. (laughs) Yes, there is no rhyme or reason to anything. It is all just particles floating around in the universe. I'm losing to Skippy's mom this week in our family league. Um, sure. Skippy's mom famously two years ago drafted Dan Orlovsky with her first pick of the draft. Uh, he was no longer in the NFL. I don't know how she found him on the player list, but <laughs> she drafted. So that just gives you an idea of how invested she is in fantasy. Uh, she's beating me. Did she explain so, why? Did she do it on purpose? <laughs> I truly like I was laughing too hard. I couldn't figure out how this happened. I don't literally like I don't know where he was in the player pool. Like he was literally retired. And she found him somehow, Dan Orlovsky, 
and drafted so she was able to navigate the search function yes. on yahoo drafts which is like impossible <laughs> no one ever searches her players names in yeah. yahoo or espn drafts i can't believe that yeah it was the funniest moment i've ever had in a draft it was like your friend uh that was trolling all the people by drafting a kicker in the first round except for she was not trolling she just thought it was she just is funny naturally and those were mock drafts not a real one <laughs> dan orlovsky first round pick anyway uh fantasy sucks i hate it all right zima from sam sammy, sammy. All right, as we know, Heifetz has inadvertently doomed many football players over the last few weeks. Inadvertently? Yep. His new bit has been trying to curse DK into getting explosive diarrhea in the middle of the pod. Mm. 372 episodes in a row for DK with that explosive I'm holding diarrhea. strong. Just know. Holding strong. Sam continues, the Reaper still lives because this week Heifetz got me. <laughs> God. After being a fully remote employee for the last five years, I have never had diarrhea in a Zoom meeting. Until the day I listened to Heifetz calling out DK's diarrhea streak. What the hell? The same day that Heifetz said this, in shame, I, in a meeting, turned off my camera, ran to the bathroom immediately next to my office, and I shit my brains out. In shame, I turned off my camera, ran to the bathroom immediately next to my office, shit my brains out. I come back and notice... I never muted my microphone. Oh. Oh. <laughs> move town. I was alone at home. Quit That's... everything and move away. That's your only option. So I'm thinking, all right. Well, but then he says, I was alone at home, so I never closed the door. They they had to hear this. Did anybody guy. hear him? Did they say anything? Well, he says, he says, did they hear me on the meeting? Is my reputation ruined? Do I quit my job and move to a new town? I don't have the heart, courage, or stupidity to try to figure out if they found out. For now, all I know is I had a streak going until Heifetz said something. I, I think uh, they did here. How could they brutal. not have? Do you guys, um, have you seen the documentary, The Jinx on HBO? It's about the serial killer, Robert Durst. And he gets outed in the show, in the documentary. Uh, but he goes to the bathroom with a hot mic on it. Uh, uh, he's wearing a, a mic on his lapel. And he he confesses while peeing in the urinal. And he says while he's peeing, he's like, you did it. Like, they got you. And what Sam did is worse. <laughs> Sam oh, had a worse boy. hot mic experience. Worse than Robert Durst. That is a start. You just, it's time to start a new life. Think about where you want to live. You, you can live anywhere in the world right now. Uh, where do you want to move to? I think the thing is, a new job isn't enough. You need a is new, new nickname, the laxative. God. <laughs> the Heifetz hex. I, this is weird. This is he's not the. This guy's not the only person who's said this has happened lately. It's like Heifetz is putting it out into the universe, and people You're are inducing diarrhea somehow, like inheriting that or whatever. They're absorbing it. It's weird. Well, actually, I think the problem with diarrhea is you can't absorb anything. Uh, well, on the field, players are metaphorically diarrheaing as they get hurt left and right, and then. <laughs> The listeners at home are also struggling. It's quite the power. It is. I'm just trying to imagine, like, they had to have heard. Like, how could they not have heard the meet? Like, everyone. Of the, so what do they do in the meeting? Like, they're there. It's, say it's like five people and he leaves. The other five people have to acknowledge it. And they're like, like they can't even say, mute, like, hey, can you mute? Like, do they leave the meeting? Do they end the meeting and start a new meeting and talk about it? Someone, who's running, someone who's running the meeting has to mute him. I feel like there, if there's like a hero in the group, whoever's the oh, 
But then do you continue right. once someone's acknowledged they have to do that? Like, hey, person who started the meeting, can you mute his thing? Yeah, we're, we're all adults here. Everybody shits. If you had a close friend, a close coworker in that call, I would definitely text them and say, hey, be honest. Did people hear me? using the restroom also yeah. you know maybe they just heard the flushes i think i think that's what's most is mm. i think that's the most likely scenario is they just heard the flushes and hopefully the the sound of too the many faucet. cameras too many microphones in the world i feel like freaking amazon alexa is listening to us constantly big brother state you know no free ads. can't do anything anymore there's no privacy you know what's funny everybody always talks shit about alexa no one really does it about siri even though it's probably the same thing it's because <laughs> apple has better branding and people are yeah. love apple so nobody shits on siri they always shit on alexa it's a good point i just have you ever actually like heard a rant from someone who thinks the vaccine had a tracking and i'm like did you read this in google chrome on your iphone <laughs> <laughs> yeah so were you like you know what I mean? Did you like hit the ask the app to like allow track button? <laughs> it's fine. Always amazing to me. Anyway, all right. Well, on that lovely note, thank you, Craig. Thank you, DK. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Kai. Thank you, Milt Plum. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, hieroglyphics. Oh, nice. One? I don't remember. I don't know. Hieroglyphics who they are. are they're from, I mean, when did they start? The 90s? They've got a great, uh, at the helm, just like a very catchy. Oh, hook, amazing song. Or whatever you call I, that. I like believe, yeah, hi, uh, at the helm, great song. I believe, I, correct me if I'm wrong, DK. Isn't Dell the funky homo sapien in hieroglyphics? That sounds right. I think so. I don't know for sure. Hyvitz, you know him? I'm sure you do. He's like a famous He's got a very distinctive voice. Yes. He has a song in a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, I think. Um, oh, then yes, I do know. But. That absolutely. Mr. Dabalina. You know that song? Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Dab Dabalina, or however you say that. Got uh, it. That's him. So he's in hier hieroglyphics. Okay, got it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he is in that. You never knew. Confirmed. Did you know he's Ice Cube's oh, cool cousin? Pull, wow. Is he? Wow. There you go. Wow. I got to say, you know, we were talking about dumb band names. Del the Funky Homo Sapiens is just a straight up cool name. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> that's as cool to as it the gets. The Funky Homo Sapiens. <laughs> like that's 10 out of 10. He nailed it. <laughs> For sure. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.